gonna take off all my clothes and burn your house down, mister. I've never witnessed someone speak in such a cold, callous, and apathetic way. Well, I'm gonna take off all my clothes and burn your house down, mister. talk hardly about work at all following week. Yeah. You think that was in deference to uh, Cormon? No, not really. Mike, I'm very excited no. to hear what you think about Utopia. Yeah, I just I just started looking at it. I, I'll, I'll watch it later. <laughs> okay. It, it looks hilarious, actually. It's, it's very difficult to get through. I thought you were talking about Todd Rundgren's band. No, Fredericks, did you see I met Todd Rundgren a, a little while ago? Did you see that picture? No. Let me show you. No. No, I'll show you right now. Hold on. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but, but you, you talk like I should be all caught up. And I don't know where to get caught up. Come on, Corey. Oh, you're so angry. Can you see my office? Hey, it's... Is, is anybody uh, having this thing where Corey asks you if you want to accept video over and over? Yeah, no, well, he's off. kind of hey. an egomaniac. Look, look. Look at look, my uh, video. Look, look. Look, Fredericks. Look that. I gotta I click can't on take that. This shit anymore. Look, look. Listen to that. Look, look. Did you? Look, look. Hey, is that Todd Rundgren? Yeah. Wow. How's he keep his hair so dark? I don't know. He's darker than yours. I know. He dyes it. Wow. Hey, what kind of beer are you drinking? I think it's Lagunitas. Oh, what the hell is that? It's a Northern California thing. Oh. Is, is it uh, refreshing? It's a little, uh, no, it's opposite. Kind of hoppy? Yeah, I don't like that. You don't like hop or you don't like refreshing? Hoppy. I like refreshing. But you, oh, so you didn't like that beer? Did you give the rest of it to Todd? I poured it in his uh, freshly dyed hair. Oh! <laughs> he doesn't know it yet, but that's why your mouth's open like that, because <laughs> you're saying. And uh, you're just getting done with saying, hair! Uh-oh. How'd that happen? What happened? No, I don't know. That Corey, he's quite a character. <laughs> he's alive. Yeah, I know. And he likes to show videos and stuff. Yeah. And be videoed. I wouldn't, I don't like that. Anyway, so. What the uh, hell was that? Where? Oh, that whole interaction? Uh, yeah, I got it in the end of it. And then there was some picture. Now it's just vanished. Yeah, the whole message got removed. I don't know. I think Corey's I... trying to show me how magical Skype can be. But... <clears throat> no, is this the guy who doesn't like Cormod? Yeah, and Cormod's not even here. Oh. Why didn't he well, like Cormod? Uh, apparently he insulted him some at some point, as hard as that. <laughs> no, no. Nah, <laughs> never mind. That's, this almost have been some sort of fever dream or something. I do insult him every chat, so... <clears throat> Somebody insulted Korma? He's kind of sensitive. All right. I know. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got an important question that I've been meaning to ask you now. I mean, I got a 55-gallon drum. Mm -hmm. used to be filled with some sort of dialysis material, but it's been rinsed out many, many times. My question for you is, 
Is it ethical and practical and or practical to use goldfish to control the mosquito larva? Uh, <clears throat> no, not a great idea. Goldfish are like a quarter, right? That's true, and they are. They can eat them after they die. They cook. Uh, yeah, you could try that. I mean, they're not really great eating. Um, Mike? What's that? Satyricon? Yeah, what about it? I got it from uh, Netflix. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I watched it ages ago. I didn't enjoy it. That's okay. That's not one of his good ones. Too abstract? It's just, yeah, it's just weird. Just weird for weird's sake? Yeah, pretty much. No. That's what I remember. I mean, you know, we're talking about like the 80s. Oh, so you might see it differently. With yeah, I'm a, I'm a different person. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I'm not that different that I want to go back and reinvestigate. Okay, okay. But yeah, so you were pretty adventurous movie-wise back in the 80s, huh? Well, believe it or not, when, uh, I don't know if you had Bravo. No. But Bravo started off as <laughs> Bravo started off as like sort of a, an art movie channel. You know, they used to show Truffaut and Fellini and all these different movies. You know, that's what it that's what it started out as. Believe it or not, and it was a pay service too. You had to pay for it. And you paid for it. Yeah, I mean, I liked movies, and, you know, it was like I lived in the suburbs, so I didn't have access to, you know. So you were just in your 20s then. Yeah, curious, right? Weren't you curious when you were 20? Yeah, but not about movies. No. And not about cable. Uh-uh. Well, that's, that was how you had access to it, you know. I understand. I mean, I read So, Mike, you were at NYU in the 80s? Yeah, the early 80s. I was in NYU, and that was fun. Did you live in the East Village? I lived in uh, the Weinstein Hall dorm on, uh, what is that? Um, Washington Square. It's off of Washington Square. It's, uh, what's, uh, um, drawing a blank. It's, it's on the, uh, east, the, the street that comes up from, uh, the park on the east side. You know where their buildings are, the main building? Yep. And you go up, what is that, um, it's a famous uh, historical church on that block, and it, you know, it goes north. Um, I can't think of it. But it's right there. It's, it's you know, like one block up from the main building. Is. Yeah. And I had, a, I had a bad experience the first year I was there. I had this weird roommate. Um, and then I had a better roommate the second year. And uh, then they, they got me out of there because... Uh, you were the weird roommate. No, no, I, well, I mean, I, you know, maybe I was, it was a younger, I had a younger guy the second year. He was a freshman. Uh -huh. No, he, we got along fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they did that, that, back then, anyway, they had very limited dorm space, so they didn't really want you there the whole four years, so they find any reason they could to get you out of there. And it probably saved me a lot of money because I, you know, I lived the last two years, I lived with relatives in Bayonne and commuted. Ooh. So that wasn't bad. My grandmother was still alive then. She was cooking for me every night. I got real fat. 
basically, I, yeah, I was, very, I was just reading books all the time, you know, I hadn't, wasn't exercising or anything. But. So was it basically like the same in 81 in New York than it was like in the late 80s, or was it just wilder? Well, I mean, you know what, I, I was from the suburbs, so I was somewhat intimidated by being in New York, you know. I didn't mm -hmm. feel like, hey, I, I'm not a city guy. So, you know, I was basically just kind of buckling down, and, and there was so much money on the line, you know, I didn't want to screw it up. I was, like, pretty much afraid. Right. You know, I had loans. I did get, you know, a fair amount of uh, scholarship money, but it didn't pay the whole thing. So I had loans and stuff. I had a work-study job. Actually, that, that was kind of like, you know, where I met my friends, you know. I had, uh, I, I had a work-study job in the... Uh, the admissions office. So we basically stuffed envelopes and labels on catalogs and that type of thing. But it gave me a lot of pocket money, you know. I had a lot of walking around money. <laughs> I discovered J&R Music World and I amassed a, a vast uh, record collection while I was in college. Right. Because there they were, yeah, there were so many good record stores in that area. I'm like, hey. <laughs> There's still a few, though. Was Rhymes Records over that way, Mike? Rhymes? Yeah. I don't even know that one. Okay. <clears throat> what, Did what you go to Rocks in Your Head? Rocks in Your Head, yeah. That was like, is that the one you walked downstairs? Yep. Yeah. That was a, yeah, that was, that was not my favorite one. I, I, I got a couple things there, but it was kind of like very limited stock there, right? I mean, they didn't yeah, have a lot of was, stuff in there. It was smaller, yeah. Yeah. No, J&R Music World was the thing for me. I, I was going nuts going down there. And, and you know, they had, and, and back then they were going, you know, full steam ahead. They had the classical uh, store. They had the jazz store. They had all store, you know, just with the jazz stuff. I mean, it was amazing. And then yeah. Tower, Tower came in right at the end. I think maybe the last or year or two years that I was in school. So then Tower opened up, and that was great, too, you know? Right. So, yeah. That's from my record collecting days. What's up, <laughs> What's up with that avatar there, Fredericks? <laughs> he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, I think he might be. Did, just did quiet. I hear PC Mike's voice? Yeah. PC! I missed you so much, man. Sister appreciates what she did to our podcast. What happened? Your absence last week was noticeable. Oh, really? Yes, and I think it caused some sort of weird curse. It shut down the recorder at an hour 42. It's either a curse or I didn't charge it. It's one of the two, and I'm thinking it's a curse. Oh, weren't you saying, I think the minute that I was on, you were kind of complaining that something happened, right? Oh, that might have been right there, yep. Uh-huh. So it is a curse then. I knew it. But anyways, glad to have you here this week. Sure, yeah, no problem. I hope whatever she had to talk about was really important. Uh, I, I can't even remember what it was. It was, she, it, it was uh, I'm sure, pretty important. I think, no, I know what it was. Uh, her daughter, my niece, wanted to talk to me, basically. Yeah, like talking to a baby. <laughs> and I was the only person awake because they live in 
uh, Hong Kong, so it was like oh, that's right. for okay. and everybody else was, I guess, not answering. And them. she wanted you to see her baby starting to talk. Oh, she's been talking for a while. So. Oh, then it wasn't. Yeah. That. It was, <laughs> no. All right, well, then I was going to cut her some slack. Now I'm changing oh, my mind. A, a Grace wanted to talk yeah, to Yeah, don't. You, you messed up her case. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's all right. No good deed will go unpunished. Don't worry. So, so uh, what's up with your, your uh, avatar? Oh, another yeah. found photo. Yeah, that's what I figured. I picked that up and I said, oh my God, that's a keeper if I've ever seen one. And actually, I think he's probably a really nice dad that put on his kids. Yeah, I suspect that's probably the case. Bob the Builder outfit or whatever the hell it is. But it just looks so delightful. I said, oh, I know exactly where that's going to go. And uh, you weren't here when I mentioned Satyricon? Satyricon. You mentioned that two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh, in reference to John Lennon. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in the overall general discussion of Magic Christian. Yes, that's right. Anyway, so you put Magic Christian in the same category as Satyricon, stylistically? I've never seen a Satyricon. <gasps> I just got it from Netflix. Me neither. I, I'm going to watch I, it. That's a, I'm not the biggest uh, Fellini guy. I'm not. It's like, some of his stuff I like. I'm off the, Even if I'm kind of confused by it, I'll like it. Mm -hmm. But uh, Sometimes he's off-putting to you? Yeah, and sometimes it feels like a chore to watch it. Like the so I don't, you know what I mean? Like if it feels like it's going to be a chore, I'll just be like, "Ah, skip this one," you know. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. And that one I think is just one I never had any access to. I I can't remember an opportunity to ever see it. Uh, Mike, would you call Satyricon a chore? From your 1981 remember? <laughs> what did you call it? I call. I thought. I feel, I said sometimes I feel like uh, Fellini movies are a little bit of a chore to watch. Like uh, as Sharpling would say, it feels like they're doing home. It's doing homework, you know. Well, yeah, he's not big on plot, you know. It just kind of goes. Yes. Right. Oh, good. Sounds right up my alley. In one of his devices, I don't care for. Uh, the theme in his work is like the circus, and I'm not the biggest fan of that kind of clown imagery and stuff. Not through, through any childhood trauma or anything. It's just sort of like, like really, guys, a circus? This is as far out as you're gonna go, you know? Life is a car carnival. Yeah. Yeah, and you're a carny, Fred. So yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Oh, that was, that was fine. Might as well get right down to brass tacks here. I got an update on my, um... Neighbors? Well, there's no neighbors. Nathan's perfectly fine. They're exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, they're, um, they're Indian people, and they, I barely know they're there, and vice, I'm hopefully vice versa, and we explain, exchange pleasant nods. Uh, in the hallway when we see one, or the stairwell when we see one another, and that's about the extent of the relationship I'll have with them, which is perfect for me. Uh, but the, um, 
the landlord's son who was involved in the crime. Yeah. The sentence came down this week, and they threw the freaking book at him. Well, He's you got. Said he uh, was like cold-hearted at the trial. Yeah. yeah. Let me show you the thing. I'll put it. Okay, go ahead. He got uh he and I'm not doing I I don't mean that at all to sound like in like I'm like having shits and giggles about this cuz I like his parents and it's just some strange things that kind of been going on in the background of my life but and it's just a, a messed up situation all around like there's no winners here you know um but he got uh sentenced to life in prison plus 20 to 40 years so the judge said I provided over hundreds, presided over hundreds of trials, seen thousands of witnesses, and all that time, I have never witnessed someone speak in such a cold, callous, and apathetic way. What's that strange sound? Oh, maybe that's just it's like a little hiss. Well, you said you knew he was messed up when he was 13. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's just seems like, you know, and I, I know two girls, or worked with two girls who are about his age, but 23, 24, and they both kind of said the same thing. Uh, the, the victim's mother at the, at the sentencing said that the judge hit the nail right on the head. He's not right. Uh... And, they, and he's not sorry. So, like I said, it's just a crummy situation all around. You know, it's like two kids are going to jail for a long-ass time, and the other one is dead. But that's the end of that. But, I mean, of course, heels and all. But just to bring up the speed on that. <clears throat> now, I don't recall. What, what, was he, what was he convicted of? He... Uh, he um, was involved in like a senseless murder of some kid last in the Scranton last year, and uh, uh, about, probably about by five minutes of, of a, in car from where I, by car from where I live. Uh, not that I'm like living in the danger zone or anything. This is like it happened in a pretty boring neighborhood. Like there's some kids having a dispute over girls. And these other, and, and the, uh, it seemed like they're all kind of like puffed up on having watched Goodfellas many times, you know? They thought they were like the mob. And they, uh, they killed this kid and uh, dumped his body. And it seems like the police probably had then, like some real Biggie Small stuff. He went to the, the wake of the. Oh, boy. Yeah. He went to the wake of the... So, I mean, this cold-hearted uh, <laughs> stuff, you know? Like, and it was quite the... That's uh, not right. No, I mean, and... and oh, yeah, well, maybe yeah, killing the guy and dumping his body is rather... Well, that's acceptable, but going to the wake, that's just so... Uh, I, you know... Oh, Jesus. I, I try not to speak too loudly about this. I'm paranoid, because I... I, I the per I live in the house owned or the building owned by the people whose son is. That's um, right. I love when you whisper. <laughs> well, it, the, um, it, oh, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh, I'm and sorry. he participated in searches as well. It's yeah, not... that's right. You said what kind of sicko? 
Yeah, I would be like... We'd kill somebody and then go... But, you know, actually, Mike, that is not at all unusual. There's that whole cliche about... Um, uh, not the victim. The perpetrator always returns to the scene. Yeah, of the well, in this case, he was like... we He was helping a search party. He was like, no, nah, we don't have to go search over there. Uh, so it was a strategy. Uh, I, I, have an, I have a personal experience of a guy that did that. It wasn't me. It was my brother's friend, but he robbed a gas station. Oh, uh, no. we are, everybody that was on the shift got fired. And none of us wanted to go there, but they had the cheapest cigarettes in town, so he went and bought cigarettes for everybody the next day. Mm -hmm. I think that's I, what this guy was... But he was kind of sociopathic, too, though. Yeah. In all fairness, he's from Florida. You know. No, he wasn't. That was, This was a Connecticut incident. Oh, well, okay. No, but he was friends with my brother, so that's the same as being from Florida, so... <laughs> Ever tell you about uh, my one friend? He worked at a, he, he worked at a gas station too. Mm -hmm. and, uh, he was he was like robbing the guy blind. This was, this was in, he was in high school at the time. Yeah, that's when I worked at the gas station. <laughs> How much money did you make out of your because uh, he he was making he was making lots of money, and he was like you know he was saving it you know. And one day his mother is going through his sock drawer or something and finds all this money. And she literally went right to the school and pulled him out of class and said, what's going on? Because she knew something was up, you know? Because uh, he had a lot. I don't, I don't know the exact figure, but, you know, she knew something was wrong, you know, that he shouldn't have had that much money in his drawer. Hundreds of dollars. No, I, I'm I'm talking thousands. Thousands. Ooh. Yeah, he, he he found some sort My of. My mother uh, would have just taken it and kept it. He found course. some sort of wrinkle about changing shifts where they wouldn't know what what the money what the handle was or something. Well, a lot had to do with how many gallons were pumped. Yeah. And then the cigarettes, of course. He discovered a little thing because I don't think he was ever caught. I mean, I think his his mother made him quit the job. You know, before he got caught, and then he would have been really in, you know, the deep shit. But uh, I don't think technically he was caught by, at the gas station. He was caught by his mother. <laughs> it was a very busy gas station. So what did she do with the money? I don't know. I yeah, I don't know if what how that was uh, handled. <laughs> but um, yeah, his lavish lifestyle style came to an abrupt end. But you were hanging around with him when he was living it, though, right? Oh yeah, no. I frankly, I was like jealous, you know, because yeah. I, you know, I had some shit job too, but you know, I wasn't raking it in, you know. And he was kind of bragging about it, you know. Mm. Yeah, I had I, I knew a guy who uh, worked in a liquor store near here, and he was stealing cash from the register every night. He never got caught. That, that's and, to me. That's I don't know how that can't happen, you know. When they do inventory and stuff, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's not even that. It's just a register. You know, you start the register with a certain amount of money. If the register works, did it, would he work on a register that it didn't work? I, I don't really know. Because um, that's the only way. Deal with. But, but, but I, I know he, <clears throat> he, he was stealing money and was spending it kind of extravagantly on uh, anime DVDs and uh, weed. <laughs> 
register probably didn't work because that's the only way you could pull something like that off. I mean, even at masses. Or if, like, you left the register open, right, and didn't act, so you didn't actually ring up. <clears throat> that's it. You, you you'd have to just not ring stuff up, or uh, yeah. Or pretend like where you know, like if the drawer is open and hit a couple buttons and then pull the drawer open. And... Yeah, I don't know. That would still be tricky. Hey, so Dougal's back in school. Oh, yeah. Getting more of an education so that he'll have some credibility when he tries to shop his book around. I know how this works. Is Corey trying to show you a movie? Oh no. He did a good job. Bunch of very engaged, happy people in this call. What the hell was that? That was Corey's. Uh, that's yeah. Uh, I, Fredericks, I added the because I added that picture. Oh, you're the Mar one that put that picture up. Yeah, I took that on campus. That's the Marshall McLuhan Hall. <gasps> and it's made out of Legos. What? That's what I saw. Are we talking about the same picture? I hope not. I saw a Lego version of Corey. No, I put up one. I put up a picture that says. No, 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 no. In, no, in, in the chat. Is uh, it API ASM? <laughs> Skype no. picture sharing. Yeah, in the Skype picture, it's Marshall McLuhan Hall. That's why. Oh no! It, it says I gotta sign in. Yeah, yeah, I got that too. Oh, it's all right. No, it isn't. It sucks. You think it's all right because you can see the picture now. I've... No, I said sorry. Oh, I thought I thought you said <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I mean sorry. Sorry, yeah. Speak sorry like, about speak that. Speak like an American. Well, while you're here, let me get my uh, paper out and my uh, flashlight. Oh, I saw the picture. Oh, um, boy, this is going back a while back. Do you know the podcast stuff you should know? Yeah. Me? Yeah. I don't know. Tell me about it. What are you talking about? It's these couple of guys that are pretty smart, Josh and Chuck. And they pick topics and they do research into them. And on one of their fairly recent ones, they talked about supply-side economics. And when I listened to it, I thought about you a lot. <laughs> That's supposed to be the idea. Someone else talked about that. That the idea that if you force, what is it, force enough oats into a horse's mouth, that some there'll be some coming out the other end for the sparrows. Yeah, and that's basically how it worked out too. <laughs> yeah, I know. So this wasn't a favorable analysis of. Uh, well, I understand oh, that boy. one of the guys kind of liked it. But I wanted to ask you, Dougal, about something that I heard a reference to called natural capital. And if you had heard of that and what it was, if you knew. Uh, sounds made up to me. Okay. See, you never know. That's why you want to talk to the guy that's written the book and is going to school. 
So what do these guys, uh, <clears throat> how do these guys exactly, yeah, so they, oh, they don't know about the topic? Yeah, they they used, I think they used to do just like Wikipedia, but as they've evolved, they've gotten much better and, and are able to analyze their data a lot better. There's another podcast I like called, uh, it's Canadian, I believe, it's called Reality Check. So, so one, one of the guys was in favor of supply-side economics? On the show, yeah, well, or he he might have been joking. He might have been joking. Okay, but he wanted it to be like Josh side economics or something like that. <laughs> but anyways, I I would recommend checking it out. And plus, I think those guys are pretty great. I think Ken had them on for a very short time as a summer replacement show, mm -hmm. but it didn't go anywhere. But I liked them. I was already listening to them, and I thought that was pretty cool when Ken put them up. And Ken wouldn't want. I mean, this sounds like an interesting show. I mean, it is. And, and put, they, put this on WFMU. He did. But, but, but he said only temporarily. Yeah. You can't keep Brandon, I'm going to Florida. I know, Dougals. I thought. Anna Maria, Anna Maria Island. Is that something? Are we Are we going to go drink it? At Anna Maria Island? I think yeah, I've already that? done that. <laughs> I'd do it again, even if I did. I think, isn't that over on the West Coast? It's near Tampa, apparently. Yeah, so you're getting closer, so I don't even have to drive all the way to Orlando. Now no, you're, we're going to rent a car. You're within an hour away. Yeah, I'll meet you wherever you want. Or you want me to pick. I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> I'll come to you. All right, well, you know what, if we're going to meet, we probably should go to the Emerald Bar and we could relive my uh, visit with Mike. And then we could walk down to the garden, but unfortunately we couldn't get anything to eat because it's closed now. place where Jack Kerouac used to hang out and Jim Morrison. Really? Okay, good. Should I bring shrimp? It's closed. Yeah, bring some <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> I'll bring a pot and we'll buy some water. We'll make this happen. We can just cook out on the beach. Good. Just, yeah. Anyways, Anna Maria Island, huh? Wow, that is fantastic. What is that, in like December? Uh, just after New Year's. Oh, okay, it's next year then. January, yeah. All right. Well, if it gets here, I'll be there. Okay, good. You never know, those when the years change, that's usually when uh, we have to worry about the world ending. Maybe you do. Well, everybody does. It <laughs> seems to happen every 10 years or so, haven't you noticed? I mean, at least since Jesus' time. Because, you know, Jesus thought he was talking to people whose children were going to be there when he got back. And that was... What, 2,000 years ago? Come on. People always think it's the end of the world. <laughs> you haven't noticed that? Yeah, it's happened twice in recent time. Uh, well, wasn't... Y2K wasn't supposed to kill us all, though. Uh, no, I mean, uh, uh, was it 2012? 
Yeah, yeah. And then there was some preacher a couple of years ago who was warning of the rapture. He had billboards everywhere. Oh, stop, stop, stop. I know his name. <laughs> I thought you guys were talking about real, like, Cuban Missile Crisis and things like that. Because, I mean, that could... That, for a lot of things that could actually end humanity, but... And have happened, too. Oh, that is great, Cormac. Something... <laughs> Did you know that during the peak of the Cold War, I forget the years, I got the article though, that, that the launch codes were zero, 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 because they didn't want any time to be delayed if they were necessary to be used. Comforting, isn't it? You know, that's what happens with those. I heard about that too, and actually, McNamara used to boast because he thought, oh, this is great. It'll be really hard to do it because how many zeros were there? There were like eight or ten of them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to be so complicated and it's a total fail-safe. But then everyone under him, the generals all ordered them to set every single code for just straight zeros. And when he heard that, he absolutely lost his mind. <laughs> and there were a couple of times where there was one... There's a, a Russian guy who, in 1980, helped prevent nuclear war because he just said, "Oh, it, it turned out to be a, fly, a flock of geese yes, picked up yes, on radar." Yes, yes, yes. And they said, "Well, this can't be right." And he said, and he basically chose not to to return fire. Right? People were saying, "Oh, you've got to do it," and he decided not to. And it turned out just to be a flock of geese that had set off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it triggered the warning. Yeah, okay. hilarious. That humanity could have ended because. <laughs> Uh, like a group of guys said, no, you got to do it. You got to do it. Right. Well, and it's the person that doesn't go along <laughs> that kept us alive. The people that went along with Hitler weren't very good, you know. The goddamn geese that are trying to Yeah, kill the us. geese. And they're, right, they're like, if we only packed a little tighter together, we could have fooled them. Gotten rid of the whole bunch of them and their goddamn shotguns. But the buckshot so hard to get away from You don't use buckshot on birds. No, let's not oh, talk about that. Oh, that's right. Like, no, number oh, six right, shield. Right. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want to use buckshot. All right, all right. Because then you wouldn't want to eat it. I'm not a buckshot man. No, because you wouldn't hit it. About them, actually. I just thought it was an easy way to get a bird without having to aim too accurately. Well, in this case, you'd want to yeah. use like a machine gun or something, right? Yeah, we're not with a flock of geese that you need to down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it would break up the group. So I'm scared. My argument's starting to have more, hold more water than I thought it did. Well, well, basically, the Nike missile system, which provided a small thermonuclear airburst, would be the thing that takes them all down. You know, that's the birds. No, I, I we mean, got to stop launching nukes. Well, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, you had a Yeah, okay, I'm going to turn my mic hack off. <laughs> All right, so, hey, Mike, what was the Masses movie? 
You know I'm getting up? There's no movie. <gasps> Uh-oh. Had a technical problem. What was the technical problem? This is probably better than the movie for us. Not really, no. No? <laughs> I The power wouldn't, you know, I couldn't turn it on. And uh, I thought maybe it was a remote. I fiddled with the battery for a while on the remote. And um, I was too busy that I, I just like, ah, fuck it, you know. You didn't try hitting it? Does that still I, I, work? You know, I, I tried doing it manually, you know, I got up on a chair. <laughs> oh, and push the button? Yeah, I pushed the button. <laughs> oh, that must have been exciting. And I, I saw the plug. Literally, the, the problem was somebody had pulled the plug out that, to the uh, extension cord it's plugged into. And I, and I saw the plug was unplugged, but I thought it was uh, for these lights that we used to have on, on the shelves. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't realize that was the source of the power, and it should have been plugged in. But I did all these other things. I checked the... Uh, <laughs> The breakers, the system, I threw a breaker. I did all this shit before I finally realized I just had to plug that thing in. Oh. Clearly, you were the victim of the saboteur. Uh, yeah, it's just like... Hey, Jean Provocateur. The problem is the, the extension cord plugs in behind the garbage can where we throw all the bottles and cans. Oh, so it could be dislodged easily. I think, yeah, I think somebody might have grabbed the cord when they grabbed the pulled the can out, and it was simple as that. I prefer to think there's a fifth column at masses, but <laughs> that's me. You know. No, you may be right. I don't think I'm uh, I'm a totally beloved figure in there. No, I don't want to watch you. I had up behind you. I mean, all these guys know each other forever, you know. So I'm. Oh, still you're still an outsider. Oh, yeah, I'll always be an outsider because these guys, the, the thing about Bayonne is that, you know, to these guys who've lived here their whole lives, you know, I'm only here 20, 20 some odd years, you know. To them, they've been through their whole lives, you know. So I didn't go to the schools here. That's like a big thing. Everybody knows each other from going to the same high school. There's only one main public high school in Bayonne, you know. So everybody knows each other from that. Um, and then I, I don't know if I'm, you know, th here's the thing, this, this guy comes in, you know, he's always going on about his kids. He's got a bunch of kids. He's divorced. He's with another woman now, but he's got like five or six kids by a couple women. And he came in and this is actually, I think he's done this a couple times because somebody else told me he did this where his daughter's with him, you know, and she comes in the bar and she's like 12, 13 in that, in that age range. She's young, and she's got a basketball. She was bouncing a basketball off the front of the bar. I didn't say anything about that. And then she comes in, and while she's sitting right next to him, he starts with just dropping F-bombs left and right. And I'm just thinking, like, what, you know, what is this guy doing, you know? Because he always goes on about how, you know, this one's going to get into uh, a military academy and all this shit, you know? And then he, he can't even control himself around his daughter. It's motherfucking this and motherfucking that. And I'm just, I, of course, I, I didn't say anything. You know, I didn't want to embarrass him, you know, in front of his daughter. But, uh, you know, afterwards we had a bit of a discussion. This, this other guy, who I, I mentioned this guy, Bobby Rooney. He's, you know, good friends. You don't with have him. to say his first and last name, Mike. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he's good for he, he's the guy who was Chuck, uh, Chuck Wefner's manager. He was there. And he said he almost said something to him, you know? 
like and this guy you know he doesn't give a damn he'll he'll, he'll just say something but i think he restrained himself because the girl was there you know and didn't want to embarrass him right yeah he, he felt the same way he's like what you know what what's with this guy you know so that and that's a that's where you have to weigh ethics though is, then it, I'm, is I'm, it better thinking. to correct the guy's behavior in front of his daughter and risk insulting his daughter at the same time in the long run you're going that to... would have been worse I, I mean i i just that's why i didn't say anything to him because i'm I didn't want to embarrass him in front of his daughter. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. just not a good thing to do. No. But now I'm wondering, like, oh, is that going to get back to him now? Is he going to find out, like, I said something afterwards and be pissed off at me? You know, I don't know. That's the weird thing about Bayonne. Like, like, word really travels in the bars. Yeah. Well, so they, you already said that, that they knew what you ate when you went out with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, uh... <laughs> But anyway, this this week's story, there were a couple stories. Oh, good. <laughs> there was a story. This this guy, there, I guess every town's got to have a hated figure, too. I, I mean, I've met this guy a couple times, and he seems like seems like a bit of a jerk. They call him the Mush, which he's, he's, not, he's not a big fan of that nickname, either. He gets mad if you call him that. Does he look mushy? No, I mean, he looks normal. You know, there's nothing particularly, you know... Mushy? Like my avatar is kind of mushy. Appearance, you know, and and the weird thing is, I, I discovered he gave me a. I've only really had like two or three conversations with this guy. And what did he give you? And, and he, well, I have one of his business cards. He he does power washing and shit. Mushes power washing. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he he's apparently like a big liar, you know. Like he just, you know, he's done everything. He's just like a bullshit artist, which I've I've met a few. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I, well, I'll, I'll get to this other story later. <laughs> All right. Speaking of bullshit artists. But anyway, uh, this guy is just hated by just about everybody in masses, you know. And he, but they talk about him all the time. And apparently he, he told somebody a story that he was hiking and he was attacked by a bobcat. <laughs> I know a guy like this. He was attacked by a bobcat and he, and he killed the bobcat. Wait, this is a, this is a Will Ch this is a story. This happened to Will Chamberlain. This this is a story I, I read about Will Chamberlain. Maybe that's where he got it. Maybe that's where he got the story. But uh, he's he's claiming it for his own now. I don't think I got around to saying it last week. I talked about the guy who uh, you know I got to know him. I was pretty friendly with him. Uh, had the, had the massive heart attack a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, at 49 or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it turns out he was he was a bit of a bullshit artist, and <laughs> in the fact that he told people he was a marine. Oh he, no, that's yeah. against the law. You can go to jail for that. And and, I and that's these guys too. And the, and the weird thing is that's how I the first conversation I had with him. I was sitting next to him. It was like New Year's Eve. And my cousin was in the bar. His, his name is John. And he, you know, he was a Marine, you know. He, he served in the uh, invasion of uh, Iraq. And he was there. And, you know, he didn't know that I was related to my cousin, you know. He, he, this was the first time I met him. And he's like, he, he said, oh, that's my brother. And, you know, I, I know that my cousin John doesn't have any brothers. He's got two sisters. So I kind of just looked at him like, what, you know. You know. 
And then I explained, you know, I, I know him, I know he doesn't have a brother. And then he told me he was a Marine, that he was a fellow Marine, you know, and then I'm like, okay, you know, then I got it, you know. But it turns out when he died, you know, usually they'll have somebody representing the Marines will, there's benefits and stuff, you at least get a flag and that type of thing. Oh, yeah. And it, it turned out to be just a big charade. Although, you know, people who knew him a long time knew that he was never in service. So maybe he, I think he may use that, that card on people who didn't grow up with, who didn't really know his past, like me, you know, I, I, I just met him. Um, and he, yeah, but he told my cousin a lie, too, you know. My cousin was really kind of disappointed when he heard that. He was like, and, and actually he said this wasn't the first time he's come across people in Bayonne who lied about, who lied about being in the service. I don't know if you remember, Mike, you and I were supposed to get together with a guy because we heard about that guy that was going around saying he was CIA and ex-military and you and I were going to go visit your cousin that got T-boned. It was on a Depravity's Rainbow many years ago. I knew a guy like that, but he was only about 22. I was at university, and he he said he'd been in naval intelligence. He said he'd been a Seattle cop. Wow! And the thing is, he said he'd been a spy. The thing <laughs> is, he had ID for all of it. Oh, really? <laughs> well, but he's only 22, right? He took that extra step. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this accordion, fake, fake accordion ID. of yeah. fake ID, and like. And and he claimed like one of his, his claims that his 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 punching power was so great that well, he could, how great was it, Dougal? No, this is so great that he could break a donkey's rib from oh. three inches away. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. It's original, it anyway. I, know. I never heard that That's one. A, I know. And we're like, where is this guy? Where's the donkey? Where yeah, I mean, I have to prove it. I think he got my open line. Donkey to, to have How did he work up to that? <laughs> There's a big field of donkeys. <laughs> That's the way they study them. You yeah. can't pee was, in this. You can't pee No, but he wasn't, he wasn't even remotely tough looking. Like, he looked like he was this little skinny guy. He was like five Yeah, seven Bruce Lee wasn't that big, but he could break a donkey's rib. From three inches away. Yeah. Hey, donkeys have a lot of ribs. So there's a lot of practice in one donkey. You got, you know, yeah. Well, there was probably a crew of donkeys. But yeah, you could probably do like 16, 17. Well, if they were unsuccessful, you could punch that donkey up to what? Like 75, 80 times. But I don't think a, I don't think a donkey would put up with that kind of... They're not... No. There, there are attack donkeys, right? They'll. You'd have like, to have people them like, all they have, tied they have up. Attack donkeys that they'll like have with a herd of sheep, and they'll kill coyotes and stuff. So, I think it's pretty hard to anyway. Wait we're a second, a, now, a donkey now you're pushing, rabbit hole here. You're pushing things a little bit too far. I can, I can keep I can keep this going. You know about the attack donkeys, Mike? No, no, I was, I was going to go off in another uh, animal story. Oh, okay. Oh, please do. Yes. Okay. Pray tell, continue. Another bullshit artist that used to come into masses. He since disappeared. Did he but, dance you know, with wolves? His, his thing was that, you know, he, he had various lies. And I, I kind of, you know, when I first met him, I, I believed him. 
and people had to set me straight and say, you know, this guy's a bullshit artist. Like, like one of his main things was that he had several heart uh, operations, and then he had stents. I guess this was for sympathy. You know, he he said that he had all these heart operations. The first time I met him, he's telling he, you know, he's he's drinking in massive, and telling me that he's got he's undergoing major heart surgery the next day. Which you know, wow. respect. Yeah, I, I should have you know, knew something was fishy. You know, but I kind of went along with it. You know. And then, you know, he, he started coming in there regularly, and I started hearing more and more bullshit stories from him. You know, every time he, w he went out to a bar, he got laid. You know, every time he went he went to a bar, he got into a fight, beat, beat the shit out of several people at once. You know, if he went to the quick check, he got into a fight there and beat five or six guys up there. <laughs> then got laid. <laughs> <laughs> then got laid, yeah. Then, then went to a bar and got laid by a couple women. So it, just, it was like a pileup, you know, just... One. And he just sort of soaked it all in. I, you know, I never questioned him on it. You know, I just like, you know, once I realized what he was, I even sort of encouraged him to keep it, keep tales going. You know, see how how far he would embellish it. But the one true story that I heard about him, which he he never told, he never told me. I heard this from other people, was that he uh, he did this thing for uh, you know he 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 collected snakes. He, snakes. And he apparently, yeah, snakes. Okay. And he had like a huge python snake, and he used to bring it to the bar. Uh, you know, he brought it. He brought it to masses one time, but I was I wasn't there. Um, and uh, he brought it to school for uh, to show. I, I don't know if his kid was in the class or which he, was against the rules. He was just offering to bring in this animal that the kids would be fascinated by. You know, so he brings this giant snake to the school. And in the middle of the demonstration, the snake starts to choke him out. <laughs> and he literally, he literally like passed out, you know, and it turned into this huge scene. You know? But I wonder about all the kids who were probably traumatized for that. It's... <laughs> the guy who brought a snake to school and then almost almost got killed by it, you know? It's starting to sound like a Depravity's Rainbow episode now, Mike. Well, you know, you hang around masses long enough, you hear the, the material. You see a lot of Depravity. I'm not taking credit for this. This is this is a masses legend. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. I don't care. It was funny. I think the, I think the uh, there's a couple of Mexican drug dealers that were coming into masses, but they, I think their days are over now. They got into a fight the other night. Police with were each in... other. What's that? With each other. Yeah, they they started fighting with each other. Uh oh. You know? Yeah. Division amongst the ranks. And now they're all uh, they're all bounced out of masses, which is fine because mm -hmm. I had an incident with one of them myself. Uh oh. These weren't the same guys that used to jump up at the window at 4 a.m., right? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It is. Oh, and I, I, it's I your same incident. buddies. How can you throw them out? No, I, I, I didn't like these guys from the get-go. No, they were too loose. Well, yeah, I mean, I had an incident. I filmed it at night one time, and I, I described it before as an international incident. Because you know, <laughs> it was a Mexican guy versus a uh, Venezuelan guy. And if it, you know, there, there must have been about thirty years between the two. The Mexican guy's like in his twenties, and the other guy was in his fifties. Mm. And he's picking a fight with him. So you had to mash the Mexican. 
Well, I, I threw I threw yeah I threw the Mexican out. You know. He said you can't yeah. fight with old men in here. And then and then he came back with a cousin of his who had to like you know keep the thing going. I said everybody out. You know you got to go. You know. Right. I mean he didn't get physical. Apparently he got physical the other night and one guy was carted off in an ambulance. So. Oh, very physical. Yeah. Wow. Boy, and you used to think those knife fight stories from your uh, cousin were fun. I didn't think they were fun. They were exciting. Yeah. Like a, a different world, you know? I don't think Dougald was here to hear that, that Mike's cousin is uh, Bill Gates' right-hand man. Well, I was here to hear that. We were talking about knife fights. Actually, I, I looked him up. Oh, I, I Googled him later, and uh, I guess he's doing he's doing uh, lectures and stuff. I, he did. I Googled him, too. He, he does look he looked pretty miserable, I have to say. <laughs> very, very, very And he used to very be so no, no, but, but what about that description? You know, he's asking, talk about, you know, feeling uh, unworthy within my family. Like, part of the description was saying he's fighting hunger, poverty, and disease. Like, hey, Mike. It, it can't Mike, be that, right? Mike. Yeah, but it wasn't one on the Twilight Mike. Project in India. So it was kind of like <laughs> you could start a turlet project. I, I, yeah, it was, I don't think I saw that. It wasn't funny. very glamorous. Mike. No, no. Mike, you having a job fights hunger, poverty, and disease. <laughs> it's just a little more micro than what he's doing. Oh, I thought when you said hunger, poverty, and disease, he was talking about himself. No. But, uh, no, okay. Now, that's one of the descriptions. There's a, there's a website where, you know. It's hobbies. It describes <laughs> my cousin and what his different, you know, foundations he would work for. And, you know, he's, he's, he's available for you know, lectures and stuff. That's his job, though. It's not his hobby. He's paid to do it. Yeah. Is, were there videos or anything I'm like sure that? He probably, can probably find stuff of him. Yeah, just, I, I didn't think of that. Just Google Bill Gates and then yeah, look yeah, for the too. guy to his left, which would be his right, Bill Gates. Oh, right. oh, you're talking about that guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, th I thought you were talking about some other person. <laughs> An elf? No, another uh, another person that Mike's talked about. I don't know. <clears throat> Not an elf, Frederick. Okay. I thought that's what you said. I was just trying to An elf? Yeah. See? Oh. I didn't say that. I just heard you. Say an elf. We'll it's see someone when else. the podcast maybe, maybe. comes out what you said. No, I, I probably said I said someone else, and maybe yeah, it sounded it's, like an yeah. elf. Yeah. Okay, so someone else. Okay. Yes. Fine, that's fine. You've said elf like enough elf times speaks. for my editing purposes. Elvish. That's fine. That's fine. Let's move along. So, so what, what's the picture of Fredericks? Your another found photo. It was just in a garage of a house that was being cleared out. And it was okay. 
over on the side and I just scooped it up, I flipped it over, I said, <gasps> and it was in a little plastic sleeve. I said, oh my God, there's my next avatar. Yeah. And I stuck it in my back pocket and I continued <laughs> on my way. How many found items do you, I mean, it seems like you do this a lot where you oh, I, go out and... Yeah. Well, part of it is just a way of looking at the world. You'd be surprised what's laying around. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so do you have like a large collection of found items in your house? Yes. Okay. What, what's like the strangest thing you have? Well, the most recent addition that you'll probably think is rather strange is a uh, dried out, fully preserved frog. Oh, you told me about this, yeah. where you painted the eyes? Uh, no, I haven't painted the eyes yet. No, I haven't gotten to that. I haven't gotten any gold paint. Okay. But no, but I spray painted it, and it's fully preserved. And then when I get done with the eyes, I'm going to spray it with a, a shellac-type varnish. It's really cute. I'm almost done with it. <laughs> it's just other things come up, you know, and the poor frog has to go on the shelf. can't spend all your time working on art. What, what else is on the shelf at that moment? Oh my goodness. The same shelf? There's a, oh, well, bro there's well. a broken clown okay. puppet that I put back together named Jimmy. He's pretty cool. Yeah, but... yeah the shelf with the jar's Frederick. Not a jar of the doll's urine, Stan, but I do have a bottle of water from the Mississippi River on the same shelf. <laughs> And a raccoon hmm. skull. Just little knickknacks. Hmm. Yeah, well, come on. What am I going to do? Buy a mug from the Rocky Mountains or something? Oh, I visited the Rocky Mountains. No, I found no. a raccoon. You would, you would rather drink from the skull of a raccoon. Amen, brother. <laughs> a water bottle labeled Mississippi River. That's what it says. This is okay. So it's like a water bottle. Is, is, is the is label uh, just tape with uh... Don't drink that. <laughs> you never know. In the hurricane season, you may need does every have, bit of water. Does it have a snake? Does it have a skull and crossbones on it? <laughs> yeah, may contain diesel fuel. You're right. I probably should. I'll have to run it through my Brita filter a couple times, and then I'll put it back. But then it won't... Well, then it would be authentic Mississippi that's River. That's right. That would ruin yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. that's it, Frederick. Run it through your photo spectrometer. You can figure out what's <laughs> my, in there. My absolute one micron filter. Oh, my God. Do I have to really? No. It would ruin the essence. <laughs> you need that diesel fuel stand. Otherwise... <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say you might think it was from somewhere else, but probably everywhere you go for fresh water has diesel fuel in it. Except for the aquifer. I don't think most people go to the, they just go to the Mississippi River. No. no. Memphis has a big silver pyramid down there. I think Dougal oh. thinks it's for uh, uh, predicting the weather or something. Wait. <laughs> Is there is what is this called? It's, it's, it's the sharpened razor blade. <laughs> it is. It's just gigantic. Well, I mean, I don't think it's as big as the Egyptian pyramids, but it's good. 
20, 30 foot tall silver pyramid, right? What, 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 is, what is this thing called? I don't know. I just called it the big silver pyramid on the Mississippi River in Memphis. Mm. And that's right. Well, we had to go past that to get to the park where I went and gathered up my water. You know, I should probably try pouring that on my Booker T record. That would straighten it out. If anything would smoke just start coming off. <laughs> I gotta do the yeah, I gotta make the Memphis connection. Cause nothing else has worked. So uh nobody's had any incidents of people lying in the road in your neighborhoods? Maybe maybe the epidemic is over? No, that definitely didn't happen around here. That's what you said last time. Well, I do remember there being a story about that. Uh, let me see. I'll see if I can find it. I would appreciate that. And Stan said that people use trains. Well, you know, Florida sometimes on some of the trends is a bit behind the curve. And, and what's ages to you, Mike? I mean, internet time, that's about four uh, minutes. Uh, two years. Two years. No, I said a few years. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I, I was being, I was exaggerating. Yeah, that's all right. That's part of what makes you so entertaining. And I'm so glad you're back. I miss you. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, let me see. There was a girl, some woman lying in the room. I, I can't find it. That's all right. Hey, here we go. Back to a, a, a recurring topic while Mike does his research. This is from the week from May 2014. Customers forked over a total of $2.5 billion in cancellation fees to U.S. airlines in 2012. So they make money just in fees. That makes the airlines sound like governments, and that's, okay. You well, the government did bail them out, so. Well, oh, I mean, I guess they had to adopt their business model to, I don't know, pay everything back, or if they did pay it back, I don't know. I know we kept them afloat after you know 9/11 because they couldn't fly and they all went to the toilet financially. Yeah, boy, but the but the air cleared up almost like immediately. Take that many airplanes out of the sky, pollution levels drop like precipitously. I'm doing my research. Okay, I'm going to change topics real quick. Well, I guess no because we were talking about airplanes. So I'm going to make the smooth segue into UFOs, Dougal. I hope you're still around. The Winnipeg, Manitoba. This is from March of 2014. 141 UFOs were reported. Is that it? And there was 1,981 in 2012. And then 1,180 reports of UFOs in 2013. Here, where I'm living, that we are accusing you of? I'm just asking. Yeah, there's a real, there's a whole And there of were real... reports of extraterrestrials and al four alien abductions. What is going on up there, man? We need to know. We have a long history of weirdness, actually. Just like Florida. <laughs> it's true. Dan Aykroyd uh, donated his dad's papers into the investigations into the paranormal to the local university. And they accepted them. Um, actually, there's a guy who's like a UFO expert who's the head of the campus police. Theology. Uh, who's, he's big into UFO stuff. And Chris Rutkowski, he's the guy who's tracking all these things. Oh, is he from Winnipeg? Chris Rutkowski? Yeah. Yes, yeah, he is. Okay. And I'm Let's trying to think of... Names in here. 
They only talked to one retired helicopter pilot who saw a mysterious craft. Hey, maybe I should uh, uh, choose more carefully when I pick up my uh, articles to discuss. Are you a believer, um, Frederick? Have you ever been abducted? It was probably no, no, no. <laughs> or have no. you recently been abducted? Yes. Um, <laughs> no. Well, that is so complicated, but not as complicated as Whitley Strieber. There's many things that fly around that we don't recognize, and that is technically a unidentified flying object. It could be as small as a, you know, an insect or something that whizzes by your head. You don't know whether it was a wasp or a fly or a bumblebee. You just those, are, those are technically. That's a UFO. Yeah. Or a nanotechnology That's drone right. by the government. Or it could be like a <laughs> drone. It could have been a drone. It could have been yeah, a Yeah, I, I couldn't tell if that was a gnat or a wasp. So it's probably a... Well, did I tell you guys about the MNF radio theater thing where they had this whole thing about the ad bots? And they'd yeah, fly up. around, yeah, and they'd fly around and just whisper, like, you know, 20% on nylon And they'd just fly away and then go fly up to another this, person. This actually exists? No, 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 it was radio theater. Oh, okay, okay. I, I thought you were talking about, you know, like no. a news thing. Oh, and now we've drifted so far it's away. So far away. So far I away. saw some unusual lights many years ago. So, so, did you ever answer the question? Do you believe in that aliens are, you know, are, are visiting Earth? I think that we're surrounded by other intelligences. Okay. And like aliens are not What's really aliens. Aliens are like plants. Plants are aliens. They're, they're, they're consciousnesses that we don't understand. It's such a non-answer. <laughs> I mean, well, but but how did we get here? We're aliens. We blew in from space dust to get stuck on the surface of this planet. Okay. And and you check out the way plants can communicate. To be infected by thetans. <laughs> I don't know what are you... those are. Are those? Yeah, he, he's not clear then. No, I'm not clear on what thetans are. <laughs> But I clearly understand that William Burroughs was a Scientologist for nine years. And when I read his autobiography, I guess it must have brushed over some stuff. Because it kind of said, yeah, he examined it, but the only thing he got out of some it... Some sort of meter. E-meter? E Canada. I do go. Good question. And how do you yeah, sure. There, there's some big. Yeah, they're not. They're not. I haven't really taken off them. Yeah, but there's a church. There's a big church of Scientology everywhere. I think. In Germany, it's banned. Yes. Right? Federal religious holidays. Oh, good God! It's like Christmas, but a little more grim. Not really. I was, I was reading about Christian homeschooling today. Well, their children believe that Christianity will eventually be outlawed in the United States. And... Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm so tired of these apocalyptic Yeah. No, we don't have any of that. We did have a group of people named the Dukabors who actually were, they're from Russia, and they were, yeah, they were. The Dukabors? The 
the Duke of Wars. Boston, there was a band called Sons of Freedom. And that's what they were called. They called Frontier Records? They're good out. Yeah, they were a good band. But the Sons of the Duke of Wars called themselves Sons of Freedom. Tolstoy used royalties from war and peace to help pay for them to get out of Russia. They came to Canada as refugees. But the crazy thing about them that they were vegetarians. So they would eat no meat. Mm-hmm. And but the other is that as a form their form of protest was to strip themselves naked and burn down houses. <laughs> continually. And but it was often women who were doing it. And it would be women in their sixties and seventies. Naked women and there was yeah there was burning down houses. Oh my god, houses. they were so far ahead of their time. If you oh. if you Google Dukebor, Dukebor, <laughs> I love that D- name. D O U K, Duko, H O B O R. Yeah. Oh, and I. And you'll find there are pictures of old ladies, old ladies standing in front, in front of burning houses. And, houses. and they were also they they would put dynamite on train tracks in BC and stuff. No, no. They were really. This is. Oh, I'm starting to not like. Well, that. they would often burn down their own house. Oh, well, that's your There was some poor guy, someone I know worked, there's a place called Bountiful, B.C. Because there's a place called Bountiful, British Columbia. Uh-huh. Which is, it's Dukabors, Hippies, Dukabors, Hippies, Draft Dodgers, and now there's some Mormons there, too, who are polygamists. That's a long way from here, but that's another part of, that's like, it's sort of like the California of Canada. Sure. British Columbia. A lot of weed and hippies and... They'd have they'd have things like their their Dukabor days, where where literally they had contests. So this is how uh, Burning Man started, or with people pulling plows. Well, they don't pull plows at Burning Man, do they? Oh, probably yeah. some do. Speaking of Burning Man, oh, where'd that article go? Um, Rover Norquest went to Burning Man. Uh, probably. He did mm-hmm. it, and he loved yeah. it. Yeah. Well. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, because that was right there. Did Dave Emery talk about this? No. Uh, did, he, did he keep the possible brotherhood there? Uh, hey, did I tell you guys my Snowden theory? No, I don't think so. And I think Dave Emery might have played a small role in this. But anyways, the stuff that Snowden leaked all makes the government look bad, but none of it makes private industry, or as far as I know, I haven't read the documents and stuff, but from what I hear, it's all about what the government is doing wrong. And it's not about what, you know, the industries that are complicit in the activities have done wrong. Yeah. And it's almost like he's working as a, a way of targeting government which is disturbing because then I'd have to say, well, then, yeah, well, then if, if, if he's working for the bad guys, then the government does need more power. <laughs> that picture. Oh, my God, that's better than I imagined. <laughs> it's better well, than... they would have entire parades. <laughs> someone I knew lived out there in, in one of these, in a community, and there was this woman. Oh, yeah. This one, she said she was 80 years old. Right, she was 80 years old, 280 pounds. Every single, and they would, she burned her husband's house down. So they'd have an arson trial. They'd put her in jail for a year or whatever. And she'd get out, and by the time the guy had finished building his house, 
she'd come back and burn it down again. Often. What's their, what's their reasoning behind burning down? Um, often, some of it had to do with schools and with not wanting government to tell them what to do and, and them wanting to have complete religious freedom and stuff. So then people, but I mean, sometimes it was also just like a personal dispute. So oh, that's the way it's going to be. Well, I'm going to take off all my clothes and burn your house down, mister. Well... It does make it a lot harder to be mad at somebody when they're yeah. naked. <laughs> no, I think if someone's burning down your house. But yeah, yeah, it's like, that's just a little from column A, a little from column B. Well, she's naked, but she's burning my house down. <laughs> oh, but they're naked. I can't imagine. I can't stay mad at you. She's, she's a 63-year-old lady. Even if you are burning my house down. And she's not like a suicide bomber. You'd know if she was wearing one of those vests. <laughs> and they yeah, and they would have protests, they'd have parades and stuff. And... Wow, and they're Russians, you said? Yeah, they were originally from Russia. Wow. There are always lots of great, great uh, sects uh, by SDCTS from Russia. They were the leapers who would leap to get closer to God, the gapers who would open their mouths to open to breathe in to get closer to God. And then the Duke of Boris, who set fire to things. Wow, I could hang with any of them. How high did the leapers leap? <laughs> I don't know, actually. All right, well, all right. Uh, well, they're leapers, gapers, shakers, quakers. What are the and shakers? I, don't know what else. Shake. I thought they made furniture. You have to take but wasn't it part of that they were had they had fits like they would have? Oh, I never have... saw that. I don't know why they call them shakers, honestly. Because they'd have religious, they'd go and they'd have fits of religious ecstasy where they'd lie on the floor and oh, shake around. Oh, well, they're, pre they're pretty lucky then. That might be the Quakers, though. No, it sounds like the Quakers just sort of, you know, they make the whole building move a little bit. But a shaker sounds like you'd be shaking. So, are there any, are there any snake handlers or turpentine drinkers in your neck of the woods? Uh, no, Frederick's? no, I do read about Or in masses, Mike? Snake handlers, Is he still around? Snake handlers or turpentine drinkers? I did hear an investigation into that kind of stuff and about how they underfeed the snakes. So they're generally not, you know... At Pretty logy. Yeah. I, I would just guess that snake handlers are big in uh, Bay Allen. Or New Jersey. I mean, I've heard of... Heard Actually, of uh, underfeeding a snake isn't going to make it less aggressive it'll make it more so but you cool them off because you know they're ectothermic or you know technically not cold-blooded but if you keep them cold they do get really logy but you know? no i'm talking about the uh, depletion of their uh poison you know what uh, no you yeah. think it would oh oh the deplete oh i think you're talking about people who do like snake charming things or something no 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 what is, what is it okay so so they they, they, it, it, by malnourishing him, the last thing the snake is going to be doing, if it's, you know, near starvation, is trying to create more poison. It's going to be, it's going to use its body's energy to try and stay alive. Mm. So even if you do get bit, which that's the best, you know, where you get bit and you live, come on, that Wait, means so this is like, you're chosen. Okay, so, so, so people want to be poisoned so they can experience like a 
almost dying or, or what? No, no, no. Just a, Isn't it just the risk of it or something? Or they, got, they believe in God so much and God loves them so much. Oh, okay. That, that he will not let them be bitten, or if they do get bitten, they will survive. And that just shows how strong their faith is. Yeah, or if they do get bitten and they die, it was their time. God had another job for them because they had such faith. And see, yeah. that's why it's a pseudoscience. It can't be disproved. It just expands and rolls around. It incorporates more things, more things so you can never disprove that. God, God, theory. Pseudoscience, I say. Yeah, you know, well, it's not really science. It's just religion, I guess. Well, it's just a theory. They like to make it like it's a theory, and that oh no, oh. and this has been studied by scholars for thousands like, of years. Yeah, like creationism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so funny. The thing that gets me is, <clears throat> I think I might have mentioned this before, but. You know, they talk about the fact that there wasn't a scientific revolution in the East because as new ideas came up, the, the Eastern religion said, okay, fine. You know, we said this, but science says that, then we'll go with the science. And in, in the United States, where we used to look at biblical stuff as rather poetical and as metaphors and analogies, when the scientific revolution, and particularly Darwin, came in, they actually like reverted back and actually back into nothing because I don't think anybody prior to that had ever taken the shit literally. But all of a sudden, you had this backlash. Of, of I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if they didn't take it literally, but um, but, but I think evolution definitely ramped up the anti-science uh, element of religion. Right, and I think up to a point they just rolled, they they would want to roll with it, but when man was not on top of the pile anymore, mm -hmm. that's when they go crazy. We're not God's chosen species. You're just another, you know, group of critters crawling on the face of the earth. And then they go nuts. Just like Galileo would say that we weren't in the center of the universe anymore. Metaphorically speaking, the same thing. It's, it's kind of funny how they latched on to conservative, poli I mean, conservative politics. Well, I, I guess it's mainly because of the, uh, they don't want government interfering in, you know, their cults and so right. forth. It's a denial of science. Oh, but but, they, but they've God, also... That's what you were going to say. But, but they've also, like, adopted the big business thing of it. it you know, if you look at that image I posted in uh, the, the chat, like, low taxes on businesses are also, like, concern, like a Christian dogma now for, for some of these people. Oh, this cartoon guy? The Lord helped you now thank him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean obviously, the, uh, the second... Is the only right answer. Yeah, that's the right answer. You will, you, will be, you will be paddled, and if you uh, promise to raise taxes on big business and use the money to help the poor, wrong. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, look! Now I ran back into our what are they called? Duck Bowers, Duke Bowers. Those burning Duke Bowers. Mm -hmm. Yeehaw! That is a discovery, though. Oh, and there's Corey and uh, Duke Bowers. Dukabors. Oh, my God. Dukabors. Is this Corey Dukabor? 
No, I just ran into him and Todd Rundgren at a festival. He posted that tonight, too. I've got my, my Skype pictures up. Duke of Boards. That was a good story, though, Dougal. I liked it. So, so mostly, so all these people are Russian immigrants, or what is... Yeah, you could probably get brought into the... Although, I guess... Yeah, I mean, it sounds kind of fun. <laughs> Mike can't get into the Bayonne people because he's only been there for 20 years. Yeah. So there are tons of Ukrainians in Canada, in Western Canada especially. So the Dukabors were part of that. Oh, is that why Russia wants them back? And the Ukrainians here all hate Russians, too. Well, I guess they hate them everywhere, but... Oh, okay. There's a Russian guy in masses, Yuri, his name is Yuri, and he was all gung-ho. He's anti-Ukrainian. Oh, my God. He, he thinks they're white Shocking. trash. He thinks they're white trash. Did you see about the Dukabors? So now we call him Little Putin. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's his nickname, Little Putin. Putin's already pretty. How, how short is he? Like, he's like five foot six, maybe. I isn't very big either. <laughs> so, so, Mike, did you hear about the Dukabors? Did you hear the, the, the talk about them? The what? The, the Dukabors. You can catch up in the uh, in the chat. Yeah, you just have to look at the the, the last image that was posted in the chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to stay awake. I, I was going to nap for uh, before the Sons of Anarchy. I don't think I'm going to make it, though. Hey, look! <laughs> I don't see any images. I just see links. Uh, yeah. It's a link to a Montreal Gazette. Is it, there, are, there are a group of, um, there are a group of ref refugees from Russia who moved to Canada about 100 years ago. And their form of protest was to um, strip themselves naked and burn things down. Oh, okay, okay. Christmas trees and whatnot. Uh-huh. In winter, too. It didn't matter <laughs> what, what time of year. Like, they didn't, they weren't those, like, soft protesters who waited till the middle of summer until it was warm. Oh, they'd, they'd burn, they'd burn stuff down in the middle of, that was the number four search on Google. Wow. <laughs> Not a very flattering shot. <laughs> Oh, you don't. That was I the best one. Beautiful. What? <laughs> that was, that, I think it's my Eastern European background. That's a lady, isn't it? Oh, I was yes. looking at the fire. <laughs> yes, it was usually women. It was usually women who would, who would, who would, and they would, yeah, they would strip naked in big groups and and go on rampages and burn things down. It's pretty wild. And I'm not. I'm not. Like, it's so. That is like really well, I mean, I guess Think I'm not about that, food, though. But it really happened. And it was common. That is poetry. People just don't understand. Oh, I'm so glad to know that there's people like that out there in the world. Hmm. Were the uh, fast food uh, workers in Canada on protesting this week? No, not that I noticed. I think we get they get better pay anyway. Do they really? Oh, good. Mike. I think we might have. I think we have higher. I think we often have higher. Um, what do you call it? Minimum wage. Like we often have higher minimum wages, yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. It it varies from it varies from province to province, but here it's at least ten bucks. And they have a higher median income now for the first time in history. Higher than the U.S. Yep. 
Really? Wow. Yep. Okay. We're going down. I'm afraid so. So, Mike? Yeah. In reading my week, I came across this. After a New, a new Jersey man tried to clear his home of bed bugs uh -huh. with a space heater, a hair dryer, and a uh -huh. heat gun. Yeah. And set the house on fire. There you go. Bed bugs can be killed with high sustained heat, but a local fire chief suggested that anyone with an infestation call the professionals. Yeah. <laughs> See, I wasn't driven to that. No, kind of no. And actually, I think what the professionals use, they go the other route. I think they use cold. They like freeze them. I think they, they use some sort of cold agent or something. Mm. Now, did you, you bagged everything, right? Yeah, I just went through a series of baggings. And just and it was suffocated a war, them all. It was, it was a war of attrition. Yeah, they couldn't get out and feed anymore. Yeah. And I mean, I, I did my a fair amount of killing, just squeezing, you know. Oh yeah, just pinching the little bastards. When I, you know, when I catch one, you know. You didn't try heat though, did you? No, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't get to that stage of mania with them, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess in, in, you know, in retrospect, my battle was relatively short-lived. I mean, I know it's still going on. I mean, you know, it still is a common problem up up here. They say that's because we got rid of DDT. Oh uh, yeah, that's what it did a lot of other terrible things, that's and, and, and bed bug bites generally are no worse than like a mosquito bite, right? Yeah, I mean they're not bad. Actually, they're not itchy or anything. Like a mosquito bite can be itchy. Oh yeah. And they always just got me in one spot. It wasn't like they were crawling over my face. Huh? They all sort of zeroed in around my ankles. You said, let's go to town over here. Yeah, there was something about my ankles that were very appealing to them. <laughs> Hey, so how's work without the boss? No, she's back. Oh. <clears throat> I, I, we've had like a, I've had a series of, you know, somewhat calm days. What? And actually they, they requested, yeah, you know, it, I get all these mixed signals, you know. Maybe she's just one of these people who thinks like being a manager, you got to be a hard ass all the time. Yes, especially if you feel insecure. But they requested a, a photo and a, a little description of my background for the the website, so that'll be fun. You can... Oh, 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 okay. So it's going to be up there. Are you yeah. using your picture from masses? No. <laughs> With the Ayatollah Khomeini behind you? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm using this ancient picture that was actually from my last job. <laughs> You know, just me sitting in my cubicle, you know, looking very business-like. <laughs> kind of comical in a way. And then either it, that or the uh, headshot that uh, Rob Hatchmiller had made. The one where you're looking up? No, it's just like me in a great T-shirt. He actually had, like, headshot prints made out, out of the thing. Oh. Surprised I don't have... I'm not catching what you're up. Were you leaning forward? It's just, yeah, it's just my head, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm wearing a T-shirt in it. You you probably seen it around. Yeah. Didn't lock in, but well, that that would be good. No, it, it didn't. It wouldn't fit in. Actually, the picture I gave, I don't, I didn't think it was going to be appropriate either because it all was their pictures, high all their school pictures yearbook, have sort of white backgrounds, you know, and mine's got this color in the background. Well, well, your graphic designer probably knows how to Photoshop that kind of stuff, though. We're losing another employee tomorrow. Uh-oh. <laughs> huh. I wonder why. <laughs> uh -huh. 
Who's going now? And, that, and actually, this makes sense now because she was put on a, the spot a couple of weeks ago, and she had to work on one of my jobs. And the boss or the employee? Uh, the employee. Okay. But my manager made her do it, you know. Okay, and said you gotta get over here and it's like extra work, yeah. Okay. He completely fucked it up, you know. What I mean, it was it was a mess. Oh no! Is that the graphic design girl? Well, there's, there's two there's two graphics. Yeah, but the one that you said just posted things everywhere and didn't put in the. Yeah, yeah. Oh. She's leaving. But now it makes sense. She didn't give a damn. She already was knew probably knew she was leaving. So. Oh. <laughs> It won't reflect badly on her. No, and it made you look better. Well, I mean, I didn't make a stick about it, you know. Right, and you took care of it made it happen. And, of course, my uh, my manager never even recognized me for doing that. Oh, still not. She's just focusing on her angst. Her angst. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently I haven't caused any angst for the past couple of days, so... Well, that's good news. Maybe I'm reaching some sort of uh, compromise. Wow. That would be nice, though, if you're moving yeah, to some new level here. She might come to rely on you, Mike. Yeah. Three months from now, you'll be saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, she's not so bad. No, I, don't think, I don't think we're ever going to get there. After you get the raise uh, and you I, go if, out drinking together. Uh, if I can just get it to the point where I've got this place I can go during the day. I can sit there constantly and do stuff. Get through the day and come home. Yeah, no. That'll be, that'll be nice. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, being unemployed, I sure is. Well, we heard it. We followed you through a lot of that. Yeah, it was not very pleasant. I'm still in a financial bind a little bit with that. Paying off the IRS. Oh, they caught you? Well, I knew they were going to catch me. <laughs> So it was kind of—it's not bad if you ever—if you get ever get in a tight situation like that, uh-huh. and you owe taxes. Yeah. You got like two years before they catch you. <laughs> so you change so, your name. So it's—it's it's, it's not bad, you know. I mean, you know that—that that really enabled me to get as as far as I did because you know what happened was I you know I took money out of my I, I panicked in, in retrospect I, I I didn't act you know I I panicked when I got fired and I took money out of my 401k. And, you know, they, they hit you twice with the taxes. They hit you when you take it out, and then they you, you owe another, you know, they double the taxes on it. Because so you I, took it out early, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't pay that second tax. Oh. And it takes well, it them, took them two years, though. It takes them two years to catch up with it. And that and gave it, you time to get a job. And, well, yeah, it, it kind of just worked out because, you know, I was literally running out of money when I got the job. I would have had to go back into my 401k. Yeah, you had mentioned that. And, you know, I had already, like, sort of gone into my, I have, like, my checking account, have, like, you know, a bit of extra, you know, checking plus type of deal. Mm. I was already started, started to dip into that. So, yeah, I mean, it was right down to the wire when I got that job. And now they work with you, the IRS. I'm paying them back. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear you're doing the right thing. Yeah. You didn't change your identity and burn off your fingertips. Rename yourself Fredericks and move to uh, Florida. <laughs> new Fredericks. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think they call it new? <laughs> What's the difference between Newport Ritchie and Port Ritchie? Well, at one time there was no difference. When Johnny Cash lived here, 
He lived really? in Johnny Cash lived in Newport Ritchie. Port Ritchie. It was before. Oh, he lived in, so Newport Ritchie just a failed project. I think it, I think it's on its way up. I can, oh, yeah. I can okay. see things. Yeah, at least they're getting some good people in leadership, and you know that is one of the interesting things, is that you sometimes you have to have a city where it doesn't have a whole bunch of money and stuff. Have you been elected to public office? Is this what you're saying? <laughs> they keep doing. I can't get past the vetting. You can't get past the vetting. No. What does that mean? <laughs> they just check your background and see if you're qualified, man. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy did, apparently didn't exist before. <laughs> and we got one other person running. See, if there was nobody running, I might have a chance. So you actually have tried to run for... Oh, not seriously. Oh. Okay. Kind of like, what's that? There was the boot on his head. I can't remember his name. No, what is his buddy? Rob, can you just think the guy who wears a boot on his head? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, yeah. yeah. That might be my guess, too. Oh, I'm sorry, the guy who wears a boot on his head. So okay, gonna, I gotta see that. I'm familiar with Vermin Supreme. Oh, I'm glad that I can bring such information to you. It's known for carrying a large toothbrush. Oh, he's already planning his run for uh, 2016. Oh, see, now I'm going to have to choose between him and Yinka. Is he oh, one of the Grateful Dead? The Grateful Dead? No. No, the, the, the shoe on head guy. Oh, yeah. So they did have a poll recently where Rick Scott is now ahead of Charlie Crest. That was very disturbing. They really have like, does the Democratic Party in Florida just have no one that they would run this guy who's formerly? You gotta remember, this is the South where the Democrats became the Republicans, and then there's, you know, unions are very weak down here. And you also have the Republicans gerrymandering districts and closing polls early, you know, at our polling stations. Incredibly corrupt. It's just. It says, Welcome to Florida, and this is open for business, and there's Rick Scott's like thing. Open for business. Yeah, that's one of his slogans. God, it sounds so slutty, doesn't it? Yeah. It's corporatism. Which is when corporations and governments work to the same end. Mussolini? He was hung upside down by his fucking yeah, hill. Yeah, strung up. There, there's, there's no picture. <laughs> Are you sure, Stan? You don't know this? I mean, this is no, like I'm common knowledge. Who was it? Was it Himmler or somebody? I strung up with Mussolini? Gary. Mussolini was definitely dead. That it wasn't Mussolini. Keep going, Frederick. You're on a roll. That's but incredibly corrupt. And then... Is that on a stump or what? What's going on? Now? What do you do? Cling to my dogma, my guns. Amen, amen, amen. I have neither dogma or gun. But you did have Duck Dynasty. Are they related to Pat Roberts we'll in any Dynasty. way? Unfortunately. <laughs> I gotta run, guys. I gotta bail, guys. I gotta help uh, restrain my children. That's right. All right, dude. Oh, yeah. Talk to you later. All right. Yeah, and it's Talk after 10. I'm going to run, too. That was Thanks, good. Dude. I was looking Google. for a good excuse. Good night. Good night, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll see All you right. next week. Oh, yeah. how is Sarah? Any word?
Uh, he's doing fine, I guess. Yeah, but not up to skyping. No, I don't. I don't think she's gonna ever skype uh, again. I don't know, unless this show lasts a lot longer. Than that. I hope not. Not in this form. I need to do something else. Mike was talking about doing some sort of after the best show kind of discussion group, but. We'll see how that rides out. <laughs> that would probably be something that there would be tons of people. It would be just like this. It would be like at first, I bet it would be like so many people you couldn't even get them all in. Then and then it would like, filter down. Yeah. yeah and then, but yeah, then yeah. I can imagine Tom getting all upset about what they said. Yeah, what's going on <laughs> in the after party? Yeah. <laughs> how come I never get invited to your after party? And what's the latest on the show? I think, did Mike say anything about it? No, we didn't ask him. We didn't ask him. We didn't ask him.